This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's the Volunteer Hotspot, proudly supported by Bakehouse on Bond. Yeah, this time every Friday morning we take a look at the power of volunteering in our communities, talking with community organisations and people who are making a real difference. And this morning our focus on the Waikawaiti Coast Heritage Centre. And joining us on the line now, Shirley McEwen. Shirley, Morena, great to have you with us. Thank you and good morning. Uh, let's perhaps start with a little bit of history, Shirley. Tell us about um, how and why uh, your organisation came together. Well, it began back in 1964 when the BNZ gifted an old bank building that was here in Waikawaiti to the Early Settlers Association and they proceeded to turn it into a local museum. And then um, they changed themselves into an incorporated society in 1980 and um, they continued to manage the um, museum since that time. And um, it's all been done by volunteers right from the beginning until today. What will we find there? Well, um, uh, we've uh, since um, the old bank building, um, we in 2015 we sort of realised that uh, it wasn't suitable for uh, maintaining um, long-term sort of storage and display of heritage items, of which we had at that time about 9,000 items that had been donated. And so uh, we made the decision to build a new heritage centre, which has taken us um, until uh, last year to complete. And um, so we now currently have on the site the old bank building, which has been redressed and is available for visitors to go through at a cost of $5. But we also have our new, very modern, purpose-built um, heritage centre, which houses our collect- some of our collection and also a gift shop and an information centre. Uh, in addition to those two buildings, we have um, a replica Cobb & Co coach, which was built by one of our volunteers, and um, which we have outside um, in front of the building, which is quite a um, you know eye catcher really for people going past. What does it tell us about you know the history of that area? What what might people not know about in terms of what was really important to that region in the early days? Well, we were one of the earliest settled areas. In, in 1840, um, there was a brig called the Magnet that came here to the Wakawaiti Beach with 12 pioneer families and a number of single men, and they landed here and um, proceeded to sort of settle in the area. And it, at the time, um, it, it was thought that they um, Dunedin would actually be based here in Waikawaiti. Um and then some years later they realised that the um, bay was a bit too shallow for ships to keep coming in and so they of course um, based Dunedin where it currently is today. But we do have many firsts here. Um, we were the uh, first uh, farm uh, that was built here by John Jones who was one of our um, very early sort of entrepreneurs in the area and um, he bought up a lot of the land around here and surveyed it out for settlers um, to come and settle on and and that's you know um, what's really developed Waikawaiti into what it is today. You mentioned that um, up to this point 
pretty much everything that has been done by the society has been volunteer-based and no doubt a magnificent effort uh, into you know, creating um, your your new premises. No doubt, too, also historically a great deal of effort to keep the old bank uh, going as well. And, uh, and here we are, we find ourselves in 2022 and um, volunteers still very much driving all of this. Tell us in what ways volunteers uh, help out at the moment. Well, uh, in, the, in the process of building our new building, um, of course we had to raise a lot of money. It eventually cost us $880,000, or $800,000 I should say. Um, and that was all through fundraising efforts and grant applications and so on. Um, and the, uh, at one point we were struggling a little bit for money and so set up a firewood group and these were uh, mainly older men that had nothing to do with the museum and so they then um, worked four mornings a week and um, to um, cut up donated fire, um, you know, logs and, uh, and cut them, uh, split them into firewood and then have it delivered from Dunedin out, out all along this coast. And so they um, were very loyal and worked very hard for those years and they actually totaled an amount of $252,000 in their time. But in addition, um, volunteers man the um, museum and heritage centre and we're, we're, we're currently, we've cut down to three days a week, Friday, Saturday and Sunday due to the red traffic light situation at the moment. But... Um, we hope to eventually be open seven days a week, but that would require us to have at least 28 volunteers, and currently we have 17. And we, we find, like, we just couldn't run our um, heritage centre without them. They're that important to us. And um, I, I think from, from talking to the volunteers, they are really interested and they meet new people. We have um, passing visitors coming in to have a look at the centre. Um, they also uh, help us with the displays and um, the heritage items, keeping them, you know, clean and um, re reorganising the displays and changing them um, under the direction of our curator, who is also a volunteer. And so they're vital, really, to um, us continuing um, in the way that we are. I imagine also it's a wonderful opportunity uh, for anyone who spends any time there to to learn about the history themselves and to become oh, definitely you know yes. become immersed in all of that and be able to share that with visitors as they come through. We've got an amazing depth of um, historic information about this area. You know, lots of um, records on births, deaths and marriages and school records, um, old survey maps, lots and lots of genealogical information that often people come in um, seeking information about their um, ancestors. And um, so... And the volunteers do have time to sort of go through all of that information and, and anything that particularly interests, interests them, they get an opportunity to look further into. Anything in particular you're looking for in terms of you know, experience or expertise for any volunteers who step forward? Well, um, at the moment we are looking for a, a new treasurer. Um, our current treasurer, who's been done a sterling job over the last few years, is wanting to step down. So we're particularly wanting a new treasurer. Um, we also um, we just really want volunteers who are 
enthusiastic um, and keen and uh, would like to meet new people and to learn about the history of the area. And uh, we would welcome anyone who's um, got that interest. Um, and, uh, you know, we partner them with one of our uh, volunteers that have been with us for a while until they get used to, you know, where to find everything. Uh, all our collection is on a um, software program, and so it's easy to find things that um, they need to find for visitors. And um, the other part of it is our gift shop, which we sell a lot of um, gift-type items and also work by local artists and craftspeople. Um, and and the, the profits from that go to uh, paying for our operating costs for operating the um, Heritage Centre. So volunteers are vital to um, ma you know making this all function really, and, and we honestly couldn't do it without them. But we need we're all we're a you know growing older workforce, and so we need to keep some younger people coming through all the time. And, and it's always a difficulty for all voluntary organisations. Um, I know, but they're very important to us. Surely, in your best case scenario, where you're able to open more days, where you've got more volunteers on board to be able to to work those shifts around, what kind of time commitment typically might be required? Well, a, a minimum of three hours a month, really. We do two shifts a day, um, 10 till 1 and then 1 till 3, and we'd like to have two people on at a time. And so that would mean, like I said, we'd need 28 volunteers, um, a, a minimum. And But three hours a month is the only commitment we really need from people. Well, let's hope uh, there's someone out there listening now who can offer that time perhaps a little bit more too. And, uh, well, at least uh, share this, um, this information around and, and uh, encourage people within the community to, to help out with what has been an amazing effort way back since 1964, still going, uh, albeit in a, in a more modern building. Um, it sounds incredible, and I have to stick my hand up and say, Shirley, I've got to go and visit. I haven't done that yeah. myself yet, and it sounds like a wonderful opportunity. Um, yes. Thanks so it's much. Well worth a visit. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. So thank you for joining us. What is the best way for someone to get in touch if they want to inquire about volunteering? Well, probably go through our website. Um, you just Google it and it will come up and there's an opportunity to email and um, we would respond to all emails that come through. All right. Shirley McEwen with the Waikawaiti Coast Heritage Centre. Thanks so much for taking some time to join us for the Volunteer South Hotspot. Thank you, Jeff, for the opportunity. Bakehouse on Bond is the bakery for all your snack and lunchtime needs. We are in two great locations in Dunedin, the main bakery in Bond Street and our new store at 138 George Street, next to Westpac. Got a fundraiser or catered event coming up? Check out our website, bakehouseonbond.com, for details. Bakehouse on Bond, proud supporters of the Volunteer South Hotspot. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.